Many are getting weak. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okonifa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Lift up your right hand and worthy Father. This morning, I am in your presence to receive from you. This morning, I declare my heart is open, my mind is ready to receive with humility the word of God that can change my life and transform my soul. I declare I'm liberated by the power of your word and my life will never be the same again in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout a big amen. Give a clap of ring unto the Lord. Kindly take your seat in the presence of the Lord. And I want you to shake the hands of three people beside you and tell them you are welcome to the house of the Lord. Yes, give them a handshake. Give them a handshake. Let them know that they have a brother, they have a sister in this house. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Uh, traditionally, we usually have our Thanksgiving service at the end of or the last Sunday of the month. But next week, we have a special uh, program. So we decided to have it today. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. And we know how we do it whenever we are come to thank God and to praise God. Glory to Jesus Christ. So this morning, I want you to just open up your heart and just celebrate God. But before we even get into a time of thanksgiving and praise, um, when you do things without revelation, you do not receive the, the blessing that comes with them. In the kingdom of God, everything is by revelation. When you lack insight, you lack understanding of any scriptural promise, you lack the you, you do not receive the power thereof. The other day I was, was here on Tuesday, I was sharing on the subject, some enemies of power. How many of you remember that this month of April is a month of power? And power is one of the fundamental things God has given to every child of God for our victory and for our reigning. If you are not powerful, you will be overpowered. If you are not powerful, you will be discharged. If you are not powerful, you will become a victim. So Jesus will tell them in Luke 24, the verse number 49, that tarry or remain in Jerusalem until you are endued, you are clothed with power from on high. Listen, if you don't become a powerful child of God, a powerful Christian, sicknesses will be beating you left, right, center. If you don't become a powerful child of God, the devil will be sitting on you and using you for a ride horse or using you for a motorcycle. Anytime the devil wants to travel to a place, he comes and sits on your back and you become his means of transportation. Glory to Jesus Christ. There's a certain play that I heard about and uh, somebody, a human being, a full human being was being used for a motor or a bicycle or whatever it is and we're riding the person. Hallelujah. And it is not just a play. It is something that happens in the realm of the spirit. Witches, whenever they catch somebody and they put a person in bondage, they can turn that person into various things and sometimes they can turn that person into a horse or into a bicycle, or into a tricycle, or into an aboboya. So you wake up every morning, you are tired because they have used you. <laughs> amen and amen. You wake up in the morning like, ah, I slept for nine hours today, but I still feel very tired. No, you didn't sleep. They were riding you like a horse. They were riding you like a horse. Hey, pregum, 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 pregum. You have become somebody's submarine. Whenever the person wants to go into the sea, say, ah, come, let me enter into this one. And then they submerge you, you see, and that it happens, you see. But if you're a child of God, you can overcome all of these things. Because when you become powerful, you become like a Holy Ghost naked wire. When somebody touches you, the person receives a shock. Are we together? So you need to be full of power. 
you need to function by the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, there are enemies of power. There are enemies of power. And on Tuesday, I thought about it. So go to the podcast. You should find it over there. If you couldn't make it on Tuesday for any reason, go and listen to the message. Go and listen to the message. There should not be any good reason why you miss church, you miss church services. But peradventure you miss it. Don't miss the message on that day. Maybe you missed it because you didn't want to give offering. And don't worry. Go and listen to the message, which will offer you something. Are we together? Or you missed it because work delayed you. Don't let that become uh, a reason why you don't. So we put the messages out there free of charge. Have you ever seen us selling any CDs or pen drives or whatever over here? No, we are not selling anything. The messages are free. Why? It's the messages that can transform your life. The messages that will help. Listen to me. If you listen to messages a lot, you settle a lot of problems in your life. Hallelujah. One of the things that we discovered as an enemy of power are traditions. Traditions. When coming to church and the things of God become like a routine, they lose their awe. You lose the, the, the kind of reverence and the revelation that you have behind, uh, that you have concerning those things. They become traditions. They become normal. For instance, we can say that, oh, singing and praising every Sunday, we can come and they will be doing praises. And you see people dancing and they are going, they are going, and they are dancing. You can see they are really, really dancing. And it becomes a normal thing. You lack the revelation of it. Then the power disappears. The power disappears. When you study the Bible, dancing in the presence of God is supposed to have certain results. Celebrating God, praising God, thanking God, giving up thanks are supposed to have certain results. But when you lack the revelation, you lack insight and understanding to these things, they begin to lose their power. They begin to lose their power. So you need revelation. Lift up your right hand, everybody. Say, Father, give me revelation. Say, Father, give me insight. When you receive insight, it is what to open you up to encounter the glory of God in whatever God has called, whatever provision that God has made available. This morning I want to share with you on the subject, provoking testimonies through praise and thanksgiving. Provoking testimonies. Provoking testimonies through praise and thanksgiving. And I pray that this morning God will give somebody revelation. Because you see, your destiny is in your hands. You can do something about your life. Listen, don't be a Christian who is always full of complaints. You're always complaining this, complaining that. I have this problem, I have that problem, I have this problem, I have that problem. Listen to me. You must start saying, I have this testimony, I have that testimony, I have this testimony, I have that testimony. That is becoming your story in the name of Jesus Christ. Look, a Christian's life is supposed to be full of praise reports. But why is it that we have so many problem reports? It's because we lack revelation. We lack insight. We lack understanding. When you gain revelation, victory comes to you. So we are going to learn how to provoke testimonies through praise and thanksgiving. Through praise and thanksgiving. One man of God, uh, a father in the Lord today, Bishop David Oyelepo, he made a profound statement that I had and up to now I've not been able to shake it off because the truth of it can never be underestimated. He said that if you have not thanked God for the last, you are not qualified for the next. If you have not thanked God, you have not celebrated God for the last thing that he did for you, you are not qualified for the next thing that you are expecting. Forget about your prayer request. Forget about your prayer topics. Forget about that thing that you have put, you have written down seven things I need to see before the end of 2023. What did you do about the things that he did for you in 2022? What did, did you thank him? Have you even, do you even remember them? Many people are not thankful because they are forgetful. They are full of forgetfulness. When people do things for them, they don't remember. They don't remember. They don't remember. Many people end up becoming ungrateful, unfaithful, disloyal, putting up attitudes towards people who have become destiny helpers. Why? Because they are forgetful of the things that the people have done for them. It has become an act of the flesh. It's a flesh that is working over there. And they translate it to God as well. And they forget what God has done for them. So, you, in the midst of a problem, all of a sudden they start complaining that God has done nothing for me. But look at the testimonies that you have gained in the, given in the past. That's why you need a testimony book. Everybody needs a book of testimonies. 
A book where you write the things that God's goodness and faithfulness have presented in your life. Because we are human beings and we are forgetful. So every now and then, go back and go and read them and remember the goodness of God. There is a curse upon those who forget. The Bible tells us that there is a curse that comes upon those who forget the goodness of God. There is a curse that comes upon people who are ungrateful. You need to remember. Tell somebody, remember. No, the person didn't hear you. Tell the person one more time, remember. Whether the person is your namesake or not, look at the person properly and tell them, I'm here to preach to you. Remember. Hey, my God, my God. Glory to Jesus Christ. They don't know what I'm talking about, but you know. Amen. Hallelujah. So remember. Remember. And in a Thanksgiving service, it's a service of remembrance. It's a service of remembrance. Glory to Jesus Christ. A service where you remember what God has done for you. And when you remember what God has done for you, let your heart be glad. And when your heart is glad, let your mouth express the goodness of God. That is thanksgiving. That is praise. Oh, it is so true. Attitude of gratitude is what will give you altitude in this life. Without that, you become a victim forever. You become a victim forever. But I pray that God will deliver somebody today. I said, I pray that God will deliver somebody today. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your right hand and say, I'll be grateful. Say, I'll be grateful. Philippians chapter 4, the verse number 6. The Bible says, be worried about nothing. Be careful for nothing. But in all things through prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Let your request be made known unto God. Look, thanksgiving is so important. He said, your supplications, your prayers, your petitions should be facilitated by thanksgiving. They should be carried in the vehicle of thanksgiving. Many have mastered the art and the act of prayer. Look, like we, we, we come to the house of God and it's time for prayer. That's when you see prayer bulldozers. People know how to pray. My father, my father, by the spiritual gymnastics, eh? by the usos and the tutos, uh, and they lift up some powerful commando tongues. And then the devil is in trouble. But you see, thanksgiving is not the only way to access the power of God. In fact, the truth is that if you want to walk in a constant flow of the presence and the power of the Holy Ghost, are you not tired of that life where every time you are accusing somebody that the person has hurt you, the person has done something to you, every time you are a victim of somebody, every time you are a victim of a situation, every time you are the one who is being troubled, that's such a life is a pathetic life. No, learn to be full of joy and appreciate whatever God has brought into your life. The people God has brought into your life, they appreciate God for the little things. It makes you a more joyful person. If you are not full of joy, you'll be unstable. You'll be unstable. If you see people who are unstable today, they are up tomorrow, they are down. Today they are here, tomorrow they are there. They don't have it. Listen, you realize that they are living a very sad life. They are living a very sad life. They are not joyful. They are not content. Content people are stable people. Content people are stable people. They are stable in their mind. They are stable in their emotions. They are stable. They don't move around all over the place. Because they appreciate and they see God where they are. They see God in whatever they are doing. And when you begin to appreciate and see God in everything, you begin to see God in the more. His power begins to grow. And when you keep seeing problems, your life becomes... Many, uh, uh, a life of many problems. I used to have a friend back in the senior high school. We used, uh, they used to call him M.O.P. What was that? Man of problems. Man of problems. For every time when you meet him, hey, every time there's a problem. My sister this, my mother that, my father that. Every time you meet him, there's something that M.O.P. is talking about that's a problem. Every time you meet him, there's something he's complaining about. So they gave him man of problems. But I see God changing somebody to become an MOP. And what is this time? What is the MOP? Man of praise. Man of praise. Because anytime they meet you, there's something that you are testifying to God about. You are telling them that God has done this and has done that for you. If you are such a person, give a cup of praise to Jesus. Glory to Jesus Christ. You need to know that there's real power in thanksgiving. This was the secret of David. The man was a man who was strong in prayer. Why? Because he was also strong in praise. 
His prayers were always achieving results. The man was able to cause things to happen in the realm of the spirit because the man was full of celebration. He was grateful for the things that God had given him. You read, the, you read his prayers and his mouth is always full of thanksgiving. In the book of Psalm chapter number 8, look at the, the words that he uses. He said, to the chief musician upon the Gittites. Now, the Gittites is like a, a, a period in the Jewish calendar where they have harvested their grapes. And when in, in, in threshing of the grapes, they usually be singing songs and celebrating God as they are going through that process. So, uh, usually the music writers will send them, will sing songs, uh, will write songs and sing songs appreciating God for a bountiful harvest. So, when David was writing this, he wrote it to, the, to be sent to the musician upon the gated or in that period, in that festival of harvest or threshing of the harvest so that as they are celebrating God and they are threshing the wine, they, are, they, they do it with joy. They do it with joy. And you see, without joy, nothing is acceptable for God. So he sent it to the musician upon the gated, a psalm of David. And the, he, this is what he said. He said, O oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Who has set thy glory above the heavens? Is it, uh, it is, it is, it is uh, said that this is, uh, music he wrote in the evening because when you look at the things that he speaks about, it's, it's uh, maybe the stars and the moon and all of those things that come out in the night times. So he was celebrating God. So how excellent is your name in all the earth? Who has set thy glory above the heavens? So out of the mouth of babies and sucklings has thou ordained strength because of thy enemies that thou mightest steal the avenger, the enemy and the avenger. So when I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, so what is man that you are mindful of him, my God? Is that not a grateful man? What am I? In fact, another time he said that, who am I and what is my family that you select us? And then another time he said that, who am I amongst my siblings that you select me out of the midst of my, my siblings? So he was grateful to God that God picked him out from amongst his siblings. He was also grateful that God picked his family out of amongst all the families of Israel. And then now he said that, what is man that you are even mindful of us? How many of us remember that God has been good to us to so even think that we are not even deserving of it? We are not deserving of it. Why are we angry? Is because we think we deserve something. But the man said, what? How is man? Look at how weak we are. Among God's creation, do you know man is one of the weakest? One of the weakest among God's creations. Among the, the, the creatures that God created. Hey, even a fox can kill us. If we are not tactical. If a, a hippopotamus knocks itself against you, you see where your body is going to lie. We are very frail. We are very frail. You see, people get involved in even minor accidents and the kind of damage that the body goes through. Because our bodies are not strong. Our bodies are not strong. Yet when God looked into all of the earth, he did not see the heavy get and the strength of the lion. He did not see the, 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 the elephant in all its strength and power. He did not see the speed of the, of the, speed of, of, of the jaguar. He looked at, look at how fast can even our legs carry us. How fast can we run? How, how fast can we run with our physical legs? But God looked on us, you see, weak and frail as we are. And he said, I'm choosing you and making you the head of everything that I've created. That I've created. That is what David saw. He said, what is man that you are even mindful of us? That you are even mindful of us? Listen, if we will learn to see God and what he's doing with us, and how good he has been to us, even though that we don't deserve it, we will learn to be grateful. He said, that you are mindful of him. The son of man that you visit him, for thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor, and hast made him to have dominion over the works of your hands, and hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the sea. O Lord our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. This was David. The man was full of praise. He was full of praise because he was a grateful man. In First Chronicles chapter 29, you read from the verse number 10 to the verse number 14, you see this man again full of praise. He said, Wherefore the Lord blessed the Lord before all the congregation. And David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our 
Father forever and ever. He said, Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in the earth is Thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and Thou art exalted as head above all. Now, this is praise. Many a times, we are, when we are praising God, say, Lord, I praise you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I give you praise. What does giving God praise mean? It means, as long as you say, Lord, I praise you, it doesn't mean anything. How do you praise God? You praise God by speaking specifically of the things that is praiseworthy of. Are, are we together? Are we together? Oh, oh, somebody praised him. And the Lord, I praise you. <laughs> Lord, I praise you. Lord, I worship you. What was the Lord, I worship you? What does it mean? No, you must go. You see, the thing is that because we don't know God, when we meet God, we don't know what to say. We don't know what to say. Well, look at that. The man saw the works of God. said, the heavens are yours. You created everything. You see, when you are praising God, those are the things that you talk about. You must be very specific. When you are worshipping God, be specific. Lord, I worship you because you are bigger than the biggest. Higher than the highest. Stronger than the strongest. Oh, my heart rejoices in you. You see, you must be expressive. Expressive and be specific. When we stop praising God, don't be there and be saying, Hallelujah, I praise you, I praise you, I praise you. No, 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 no. You must speak words. You must speak words and show the specific things that you are praising for. So what is man that you are mindful of me? You see, and because we often don't remember the things that God has done for us, we, we, we say, oh Lord, how you delivered me from that car accident. This can only be your power to be able to have lifted me out of that road and cause me to escape the words of the enemy. Lord, I give you praise. I give you praise. When you start praising this way, you realize that your even praise and thanksgiving can take longer than you expected because you are remembering, say, ten testimonies and you are detailing them in thanksgiving to him. Ah, Lord, wow. How you were able to provide for me and my family the other day. How my daughter needed financing for her school fees. For her. And all of a sudden, when I thought it was impossible, you touched the heart of my sister. And she came. And without even me asking, she, wow, God, you are amazing. You are a heart regulator, a mind fixer. You are able to direct the feet of all men. Oh, who are you? Who are, are you not realizing that the praise is coming sweeter? I praise you, I praise you, I praise you. <laughs> what is I praise you? Are, are we learning something right here? Be very specific. You see, when we do that, you see what will be, will, happen, will be happening is that you'll be building the presence of God around you. The presence of God. Because your heart now opens up. You become conscious of God. That's what he said. He said, both riches, verse 12, both riches and honor come of you. Thou reignest over all, and in thy hand is power and might, and in thy hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank thee. <laughs> now, if he puts that at the end, as I have spoken about all of these things, now, therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. And praise thy glorious name. Say, who am I? And what is my people? You see what I spoke about earlier? Say, who am I? What is my people? In other words, what's my family? That we should be able to offer so willingly after this thought. For all things come of thee, and of thy hand, have, and, of, and of thy own have we given thee. So they were offering him some sacrifices, and he was, he was just, <laughs> glory to Jesus. Now isn't this amazing? They were offering sacrifices and was thanking God for, that, for the opportunity for them to give. Isn't it different from what we have in our day? Today, somebody gives something and expects the whole church to bow down to that person. And I'm the biggest giver in the church. I'm the one who built this. I'm the one who did that. I'm the one who did that. The church people are not in this church anyway. Hallelujah. But they are there somewhere. Amen and amen. We do a little thing and we expect everybody, the man, and if you look at the sacrifices that they gave that day, it's amazing. It's said, ah, Lord, Thank you for the opportunity that we have been able to give something. I've been able to give something. Now we have a little, we give a little, and then our uh, attitude is, uh, yes, yes. Uh, I'm, 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 I've done well. I've done well. You have not done any well. Because everything that you have, God gave it to you. So who has done well? God has done well. God has done well. Let's be appreciative of all that God has done. And when he, we get opportunity for him to use us, let's thank him again for those opportunities. 
Hallelujah. Somebody celebrate the Lord. Glory to Jesus Christ. You cannot truly really serve God if you are not thankful. How many of us want to serve God? You cannot truly serve God. Amen and amen. You cannot truly serve God if you are not thankful to God. You, you see, the, the desire to serve God will not even be there. You cannot truly really serve God if you are not thankful. A thankful person always has access to grace and always thanks God. And takes grace to serve God. And it takes grace to serve God. Hebrews chapter 12 verse number 28. The Bible says, Wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be removed. Let us have grace. This is King James Version. Whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Say, let us have grace. Let us have grace so that we may serve God acceptably. Now, let's look at this same scripture in the NIV. Let's look at this same scripture in the NIV. That word to have, let us have grace also means that let us be thankful. Say, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably, reverence and fear. So, to have grace also means to be thankful to God. If you are not thankful, your service is incomplete. And you may end up giving up on your service. Especially when it seems as though the miracle you are looking for is delaying. Because you are not thankful. You are not thankful. You are not thankful. You know, there are some languages in this world that are known as romantic languages. Amen and amen. Romantic languages. As I was doing my search, I was looking out for guy and for chi, and I, I didn't see them, unfortunately. Amen and amen. But maybe France is a, pro, is a romantic language. Mira. Mira. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Oh, it may be uh, everywhere. A word may be a romantic language. The view, the glory to Jesus Christ. But there are some romantic languages I was studying. I realized that uh, to be thankful is part of grace. It's part of grace. Now, the word grace or thankful over there, that is, is translated from the Greek word charis. And Greek is one of the romantic languages. And in Greek, to say th- thank you is eucharisto. Eucharisto. So when you talk about the eucharist, which is often used uh, for the communion, it's actually about appreciating God. So eucharisto means thank you. In French, we say grâce à Dieu. Grâce à Dieu. Grâce à Dieu. Grâce. Grâce. Grâce means to be thankful. So if you are full of grace, you are full of thanks. In Italian, we call it grazie. Grazie. It also means thank you. Hallelujah. And then in Spanish, we say gracias. Gracias also means thank you. What am I trying to let you know? If you are full of grace, you'll be full of thanks. If you are full of grace, you'll be full of thanks. And it takes grace to serve God. If you are not thankful, you cannot really serve God. You cannot truly really serve God. That is when you'll be serving God today, and then tomorrow we cannot find you. Where are you? You are looking for something somewhere. You are not around. You are not full of thanks. You are not full of grace. But today, God is giving us grace. I said, God is giving us grace. And He's giving us the wisdom to be thankful. Tell somebody beside you, be thankful. It is important also to note that thanksgiving and praise is part of the language of heaven. In Revelation chapter 4, verse number 9, said, When those beasts which give glory and honor and thanks to Him that sat on the throne. So there are certain spiritual beasts in heaven, and even they, they give thanks to God. Look at that. And thanks to him. And thanks to him. They give thanks to God. And they, say, they sing to the Lord uh, many beautiful words. Revelation chapter 7, the verse number 12 also. You read from the verse 11, you realize that angels are singing. So in chapter number 4, it speaks about the beast. And in chapter number 7, it talks about the angels. And the angels stood around the throne and about the elders and the four beasts. And fell before the throne on their face and worshipped God. How were they worshipping? The verse number 12. Saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving. Did you see it over there? Thanksgiving is part of the language of heaven. In heaven, thanksgiving is there. So necessarily on earth, thanksgiving must also be a part of our language. So Psalm 34, the verse number 1. The psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at how many times? Oh, how many times? How many times? Is it only in good times? 
Is the only one things are going well for me. Is the only when I'm I'm eating some pizza and I think that life is good at all times. Can I ask you a, a, a question this morning? Have you thanked God before you left the house? Have you thanked God when you sat in the vehicle? Have you thanked God when you got out of the vehicle? Have you thanked God last night when you finished eating and you saw that ah you were full? Have you thanked God all times? All times. You see, we go out. Do you know that people go out in, into the day, going to look for work, or going to go about their work, and they never come home? But if you're able to get back home, what do you do? Thank God. Somebody was crossing the street in front of your house. The person's leg is on. You cross a thousand times. Even you even cross when you saw the car coming. You're still okay. What do you do? When you enter into your house, thank God. Thank God. Let that be a part of your life. You are done for the day. Then say, hey, what a day. <laughs> what a long day. And then you're going to lie down. No. Wow, Father, thank you. Father, thank you. Learn to let thanksgiving be in your mouth. So I'll bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. It is supposed to be a part of our language. Thanksgiving. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, when you are hard-pressed. Thank you, Lord. It should become normal to you. You know, it becomes a part of your expression. Why? You don't even know why you're thanking God. Like, it has now become a culture. Second culture. Wow. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Get up. Hmm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Like, it should be a part of you. It should become second nature to you. Second nature to you. Do you know even tongue speaking also has a component of thanksgiving? First Corinthians chapter 14, 16 and 17. The else when thou bless the Lord with your spirit. How shall it occupy the room of the unlearned? Say amen at a given of times. So, blessing God in your spirit also means blessing God in other tongues. And now he tells us that it is actually about giving of tongues. So, even God has put thanksgiving in our tongue speaking. Look, I just wanted to understand something over here. The importance and the value of thanksgiving. When you begin to understand these things, you begin to have power before God. Power on this earth. Power in your situation. Hallelujah. Somebody learn to give God praise all the time. Whether you are in pain or whether you are well, let thanksgiving be a part of your life. When you give thanks to God, it has three dimensions or three, three dimensions where your thanksgiving is able to impact all. Three people where your thanksgiving and your praise is able to affect. Number one, your praise and your thanksgiving affects God. It ministers to God. Acts chapter 13, verse number one and verse number two. The Bible tells us about how the, the prophets and the teachers, they ministered before the Lord. What were they doing? They were thanking God. Then God began to speak. A lot of times when you begin to worship God very well, and He makes connection with your thanksgiving, He begins to speak to you. Thanksgiving is able to stir up the heart of God. The Bible tells us about a time when Paul and Silas were in prison. Oh, we've heard this story so many times. Let us meditate on it more. The Bible says somewhere around midnight, as Paul and Silas, they were praying. The Bible says, and they began to praise, singing hymns to God. All of a sudden, there was an earthquake. Now, when you go into the environment around that time, you go to the other houses, nobody felt an earthquake. But where they were, it was the only place where there was an earthquake. The Bible and the gates, and the gates. Now, if there is an earthquake, how can an earthquake break chains off your legs? How can an earthquake remove chains off your legs? It tells you that it wasn't an earthquake. God descended in the midst of them as they began to give God praise. God, the presence of God, filled the atmosphere and they got to give God praise. Thanksgiving affects God. It affects God. God sends the smoke of their thanksgiving. Oh, the songwriter said, the fragrance of my worship rose up to the Father. Noises, thunderings, earthquakes were the response to my worship. God responds to your worship. God responds to your thanksgiving. So anytime you say, thank you, Lord Jesus, there's a response from heaven. There's a response from heaven. Maybe your prayer can go amiss, but your praise can never go amiss. You may pray for the wrong thing, but you can never praise for the wrong thing. Hallelujah. The one, one, one prayer that always is perfect prayer is thanksgiving. <laughs> thanksgiving. And he said, Lord, give me a, a blue book. But God may actually want me to have a black book. I may be praying amiss. Father, Lord, I thank you for the books that you have given me. How 
cannot be amiss. And if he says that he responds to our thanksgiving, if you want to ensure constant response from heaven, we must learn how to constantly give to God thanks and praise whenever we are before him. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Is somebody understanding something over here? So thanksgiving ministers to God. It draws his presence. Psalm 22 verse 3. He's enthroned in the praise of his people. Number two, thanksgiving and praise affects the believer. What does it do? It makes us humble. Anytime you remember that God is behind your success, it humbles you. When you realize that it is not according to your power or your might, it humbles you. So it humbles the believer. It humbles the believer. And it causes our faith to arise. It stirs up our faith. causes our faith to abound. Glory to Jesus Christ. And turns our focus onto God. And then the final person that thanksgiving and praise affects is the devil. So thanksgiving affects God. Thanksgiving affects you yourself. And the devil does not escape the power of thanksgiving. Matthew chapter 25 verse 16. Look at what Jesus says. And he said, and do you hear what these are saying? Jesus said unto them, yes. Yes. Have you ever never read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants? You have perfected praise. What was he doing? He was quoting Psalm 8 verse 2. And Psalm 8 verse 2 says, Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies. That you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Anytime you thank God, the noise of the devil is silenced. Maybe you can hear the devil telling you that you are going to die. Or you can hear the devil telling you that your sickness is going to destroy you. Or you can hear the devil telling you that there's nothing good about your life. Forget about that and start thanking God. You silence the enemy. It becomes like a sword in your hands. It's able to cut down the devil. Are we together? So thanksgiving affects the devil. It silences the devil. Praise God forevermore. Now take note of these seven things quickly. Why you must thank God? Uh, it's just a reminder. If you have been in this church, you would have heard this many times. Number one, to preserve your blessings. To preserve your blessings. Malachi chapter 2 verse 1 to 3. He said that because they have not given him thanks, he's going to test their blessings. So if you want your blessings to be preserved, you need to give God thanks. To preserve your blessings. Why is it that sometimes we have one breakthrough and then we don't receive another breakthrough in a long time? It's because we are, we are not thankful enough. We are not thankful enough. And so all of a sudden that breakthrough now begins to work against us. It begins to work against us. You go, oh, you pray to God, and God give you a car. And God give you a car. Then all of a sudden, that car begins to have so many problems. So many problems. So many problems. So many problems. At the end of the day, the car that was supposed to come in be a blessing is now taking too much money from you. Listen, some blessings can become curses. Some blessings can be turned around. Can be turned around. You, you are trusting God for marriage and God gave you a, a beloved. All of a sudden, because the beloved, you cannot focus on God again. You cannot serve God again. You, can, you are not grateful to the Lord. What happens? That beloved, that relationship cannot turn against you. Cannot turn against you. How don't you realize now that the beloved is not flowing like you used to? Now all, all of a sudden, certain things are going wrong. You are losing grace. You are losing grace. That people, when they see a lady that they like, or they see a gentleman that they like, all of a sudden they cannot focus in the, in the things of God anymore. And they begin to compromise and things. No. A thousand times no. A thousand times no. Every time, let God be your number one. Tell someone, let God be your number one. I tell another person, let God be your number one. The way the person is saying it, like the person, when the person gets their number one, they will see that God is number two. <laughs> Amen, amen. But today, let me remind you that God should forever be your number one. If God loses his number one, please, sister, you're in trouble. That boy, that boy, he's a human being. He can disappoint you. But God never disappoints. I said, God never disappoints. That lady, she can, she can, somebody said, I'm not interested anymore. I'm not interested anymore. I know somebody who had a beautiful young lady. They were going out for a number of years, and then she wanted to meet some other guy that said, hey, I should have waited. Again, brother man, brother man, enough is enough. Enough is enough. I have seen something nicer. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. So, guys, the ladies around you are looking. They are, they, are, they are not holy like that, too. They are also looking for something. Hallelujah. The lady said, ah, never, never again. Oh, my brother's heart was broken. Oh, yeah, well, you see, but God doesn't break us. Hallelujah. 
I said, God doesn't break heart. God, God will never say that, no, my taste has changed. No, God's taste is always the same. It's always the same. Who can you trust more, God or man? Then give him praise. Give him praise. Celebrate the Lord right now. Oh, yeah. I know it. I know it. I know it. There are people you could give, you, you could bless your life. You could stake your life on them at a certain period in their time. Or a period of time. Or in history, some time ago. But people change. People change. The same people who would have died for you yesterday, today they may have changed their mind. <laughs> they may have changed their mind. They may have changed their mind. Are we together? Yeah. Look, was it not Peter and the disciples who said, let us follow him to Jerusalem. Let us go and die with him. <laughs> when the time came for them to die, <laughs> the Bible is scattered. This was just three days, so they changed their mind. <laughs> it was not up to a week, and they changed their mind. And these are the people, Master, I better start to strengthen my heart. If Jesus Christ is own, the Master himself, then take do up. Ah. <laughs> are you going to take do me? Uh, don't tell me, no, so that's what Peter said. <laughs> are you going to take do me? No. Uh, hey, madam, are you going to take do me? Uh, <laughs> you see? Hallelujah. At least you've been truthful. <laughs> amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to But then that tells you, if even Jesus Christ, cry, human beings disappointed him. Are you, I don't, don't feel bad when they take do you one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Both things of them take do one. What are, you, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's very, very important. It's very, very important. Listen, I'm not, I'm not for disappointment. I'm not for, uh, maybe you say you, you are going to marry somebody and then you don't marry. But if you, if you come back and say that he's not going to marry you, don't die. <laughs> what did I say? I don't die. Don't die. If she says that she she's no longer interested, I say you are you see. <laughs> Tomorrow by this time <laughs> you see me. Oh sister Jaisa. Oh my brother Jaisa. Hallelujah. You meet her somewhere and then she wants her help her. Feel free. Amen. <laughs> and then all of a sudden then uh, that I, I heard one man of God preaching and said, ah, you see. The tables are penned. <laughs> I was to stop that. Amen and amen. Even Jesus and take you up. <laughs> so feel free. Hallelujah. Human beings are human beings. Okay. Human beings are human beings. The only person who can trust God for they can trust forever is God. He never changes. Hallelujah. Celebrate Jesus Christ. So, why should we thank God? Number one, I've told you to preserve your blessings. Number two, perfect your blessings. Everything God gives you is a taste of something bigger. Luke chapter 17, 14 to 19. The Bible tells us about some lepers who came to Jesus. Say, help us. Jesus said, ah, I've released a prophetic word. Go and see the high priest. The Bible said, on their way, there were ten of them. All of them, my God, 100% healing. All of them got healed. They were cleansed of their infirmity. But only one person returned. And the Bible said, came to bow down before Jesus. And Jesus said, where are the other nine? If Jesus was not interested in the thanksgiving, he wouldn't have asked. So why is that only this stranger is come back to give glory to God? Thanksgiving is giving glory to God. Why is it only this Samaritan woman, this Samaritan uh, leper is come and told the man, rise up, your faith has made you whole. And I've taught you several times about what happens to a leprous person. The fingers may be gone, the skin may be gone. But when Jesus said, arise, go that way, your faith has made you whole. It means that not only was he cleansed. Remember the first time they were cleansed. So, in other words, the, 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 the infection was gone. But when the infection goes, the problem is that it will still look the way it looked. If you have lost fingers, your fingers will still be lost. But if you say that you were made whole, that means a completeness. If your fingers were gone, it came. That's perfection. That's perfection. That's how God can heal somebody. And then when the person is healed, all of a sudden, their, their person's finances are changed. Let's say you were, you were sick, and then you were spending a lot of money going to hospitals. And you, what are you doing? You are losing money. Then you get healed. Then let me know your money comes back. No. But when God is bringing wholeness, 
Know that some ways our doors will start opening for you. Finance will start flowing back. Look, thanksgiving brings perfection of blessings. I want somebody to understand this. When we lift up our hands and we begin to thank God in the next few minutes, open up your heart and flow because perfection is coming to you. If it is sickness, you are receiving perfect healing and wholeness, including the money that you have lost from medicine. Wholeness. Wholeness. I see God bringing wholeness into somebody's life today. If you are the one, shout amen. I said if you are the one, shout amen. Number three, it multiplies our blessings. Jeremiah 30 verse 19 and 20. He said, out of them shall proceed thanksgiving, and the voice of them that make merry. And what did he say? He said, I will glorify them, and they shall not be small. He said, I will multiply them, and they shall not be few. Jeremiah 33, 0, verse number 19. Verse number 19. Hallelujah. Number four, what does thanksgiving do? Oh, it silences our enemies. It silences our enemies. I've already shared that with you already. Number five, what does thanksgiving do? It can sanctify you. It has sanctifying power. First uh, Timothy chapter 4 verse 34 says everything is sanctified by thanksgiving and prayer. Number six, what does thanksgiving do? It facilitates answers to prayers. Philippians chapter 4, the verse number six. We are supplications with thanksgiving. Ask Colossians chapter 4, the verse number 2. So prayer must go with thanksgiving. Don't ever end your prayer without thanking God. Don't ever end your prayer without thanking God. And if you want to make it better, start by thanking God for what he has done. Then you pray your prayer and then thank him by faith for what you know he's about to do. Have it together. It makes prayer more effective. And finally, praise provokes the power of God to bring deliverance from oppressions. Second Chronicles 20 verse 22. Glory to Jesus Christ. God delivered the children of Israel when the praise priests took the lead. Hallelujah. This morning, I want us to appreciate God and our testimony shall be provoked. Are we together? I want us to love God this morning. This morning, I want you to just open up your heart and as we worship the Lord, begin to flow in worship. We are going to do that for about five to ten minutes. But I want you to know that God is here. God is here. And as we worship, don't see any man see God. See God, see God, see God. Acceptable things must be done speedily and quickly. It must be done out of our heart. It must be done cheerfully. It must be done with faith. How many of us believe that God is here this morning? You believe that God is here? Give him a wave right now. Give him a wave right now. And rise up to your feet from wherever you are. Oh, the keyboard, please. Parashiandalabaya. Lego Shantalabredi Shantalabakash. Yes, Lord. Just rise up to your feet. Lift up your hands. Wherever you are. Even before a song comes, just close your eyes and just begin to think about the Lord. Just begin to think about the Lord. And then begin to just flow in thanksgiving. Even before there's any song, lift up your hands, everybody. Oh, when I remember you, Lord. When I remember your goodness in my life. Oh, do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember? I told you, remember! Don't you forget. Remember. Oh, remember. Close your eyes. Don't look at anybody. It's not time to look at anybody. It's not time to look at TV or whatever. It's time to look unto the Lord. Lift up your hands. Yes, you're going to bless Him now. With your own words. If you want to use tongues giving, you can go ahead and use tongues giving. But right now, let your focus be on the Lord. It is all about Him now. Yes, it is all about Him now. Yes, go ahead, go ahead. Let your voice arise. Let your voice arise. Let your voice arise. He said, I'll bless the Lord at all times. And His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Let your mouth open up to the Lord. Oh, He has done a lot. The songwriter said, You have done so much for me, I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all, but I will tell some. I cannot tell it all, but I will remember some and present it before you, before the Holy Altar of God. Oh, Rabba Shandili Bekosandaya, Imanabaya Miriya Kashada, Imanamandiriya Bashandiya So when I remember what the Lord has done, I'll never go back anymore. Oh, do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember? 
Do you remember what the Lord has done? Remember the healings. Remember the forgiveness of sins. Remember the considerations. Remember the breakthroughs. Remember the supply. Remember the peace of mind. Remember the deliverance. Remember when He forgave you for all your sins. Remember, remember, remember. Yes, go ahead right now with your own words. Before any song comes. Before any song comes. Don't hide behind songs and not be able to praise God for yourself. Remember. Oh, He said, who am I that you are mindful of me? What is man? What is my house? Oh, why are we here today? Because of the graciousness of God. Remember. Remember somebody, brother. Remember, sister. Remember. Remember. Oh, When you should have lost everything. And yet he left a remnant. When he should have been disgraced. And yet he stood in for you. When all had let you go, all had rejected you. When no one believed in you, he believed in you. Remember. When everybody had forsaken you, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Lo, I am with you, even unto the end of the age. What a promise. What a promise. What a promise. And he has made that promise good. You remember how he took away your sicknesses? You remember how he took away your infirmities? You remember how he took away your pain? Remember that skin condition that you have? Remember that headache? Remember that ulcer? Remember that condition? Oh, that wound that was so healing and now you are healed. Remember how he showed you mercy. Remember how he showed you mercy. Oh, your mercy. Your grace and mercy. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www. EbenezerOkonipa.com or call 0546-36-3957. God bless you.